Hey everybody, it's Josh Rutledge, your co-host for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us more, please head over to our website, fearscapepodcast.com. There you can click on store and browse some really awesome t-shirts and maybe pick a couple up, or even go to our Patreon page and see how you can support us monthly. We love bringing you awesome content just as much as you like listening to it. Enjoy the show. Fearscape Media Network is your new home for everything weird and enlightening. Check out podcasts and YouTube shows covering content from discussions on horror films to the paranormal to meditation. Find out more at fearscapemedia.com. Fearscape Media Network. Exploring the unknown. One podcast at a time. Hello, I'm so glad you could join us. I hope you brought your blanket to hide under. The spooky crew is going to discuss things and events from other realms. Ghosts, cryptids, aliens. Be sure to hold your blanket extra tight as the boys take you deep. Into the fear scale, fear scale, fear scale. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very special bonus episode of Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. This is Stefan, one of your hosts from Fearscape, and we are getting close to the 100th episode of our show. And to celebrate, we are premiering a series of episodes called The Road to 100, Days Gone By, where we let you listen to episodes from Fearscape Past, from our old radio show, Fearscape FM, and more. And there may even be a few surprises, things that have never even been heard before. We hope you enjoy this archived episode of Fearscape. And remember, hold those blankets extra tight. Fearscape is a podcast that explores the legends and lores around many creepy and scary things. Information is researched and presented in an entertainment fashion and is presented based off of what we found. Legends have a way of changing over time. So be aware. Fearscape. Welcome everybody back to Fearscape. Oh, Jesus. Welcome back everybody. It has been a minute and a half. Uh, Your minutes are weird. Thank you to the holidays. Thank you to life. Uh, But we are glad to be back. Our next two episodes are finally stepping away from the ghosty and uh, things like that. And moving into some more of the strange and the alienistic. Spoiler alert. Do you like that word I just made up? Alienistic. 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 Right. But anyways, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, like we said, to Fearscape. I am your host, Stefan. And I am your other host. And researcher, Mr. Brad, Brad Lee, Brad Guy. And I'm the third host. The I third guess. host. <laughs> I am Kelly Ghosty Casey. But you're number one in our hearts. Oh, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Not Brad Lee. You make it sound like Lee is your middle name. 
Like it's Brad Lee. Yeah, me and uh, me and Rob Lee are doing a uh, conglomerate <laughs> album. Conglomerate album? Like you guys are businesses word? that get together? Yeah. I'm just using words I've heard before, hoping they fit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this is Fearscape. Uh, today, uh, we've got a great show. But before we get into that, let's get into some creepy ketchup. Welcome to Creepy Ketchup, of course. No, this is, uh, I want to go over just if there's been any uh, creepy instances that have happened to you since the last time we recorded. Um, I have uh, 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 a few things. Um, so A few. Remember how long the podcast is, Stefan? Well, by few, I mean one. Uh, so we, a few, one, same thing. We did a show a few weeks back together at the Bardstown on the Bardstown Road here in Louisville. And uh, this place is known to be haunted regardless. The owner, uh, Doug Shuddy, has posted many a picture of proof and things like that. It's yeah, he, really he crazy. He catches it a lot on a security camera. Because he lives there as well. And um, Well, anyways, we're up in the theater, and uh, we're chit-chatting after the show. We go over the show. We call it detoxing after an improv show where we just kind of rehash everything that happened during the show. And uh, while I'm while I'm talking out of the corner of my eye, we're sitting in front of the stage. I see a man with a fedora and like a a gray jacket just standing there staring at me out of the corner of my eye. And I don't even have to like look and be like, Oh no, what is it? Cause I already know I'm into this stuff. I know it's a ghost. I've been in this building many a time and I've had many a story, uh, including during the improv festival <laughs> had oh, some yeah. stuff happened, but this that is the first time I've ever seen a guy. Hours. Uh, I, this, I saw a guy and I just let it go. Cause I'm in the middle of talking. I ain't got time to deal with this. And so we're going on, we're going on, we're talking some more, and then I feel a presence again, and I turn to the left, and it's like right there, boom, in my face, like gray hat, face, and a blink gone, you know, and I'm like, gotta finish what we're doing. Like the jump scare in a horror movie. Yeah, like a jump scare in a horror movie. Um, But like I said, I was trying to get finished with what we were doing, and I was Mm going to tell Brad as soon as we were done, but like... We got into another conversation. I forgot about it. Um, but it, it scared me pretty good that I was nervous as at night. Cause I'm like, did I take this home with me? You know, mm. especially after the demon house episode, I'm like, yeah. did it follow me? I have a question. So you remember the details of the hat, the fedora being mm-hmm. gray. Do you remember any of the details about him? Uh, gray, longish nose. Okay. I don't remember the hair cause it was covered, but it was yeah. shaven face glasses, um, like a gray suit. Okay. Like, like a double breasted suit. So like, I think because like that was 40s, out of the corner 50s, of my yeah 60s. like forties is fifties ish. Why? What do you know? I'm just I don't know anything, but I've had a couple dreams recently, and that that description you just oh. made, I had someone like that in my dream. Maybe it went home with Brad. Yes, that's what I'm hoping. Uh, I did do some... I don't uh, wish that on you. I did do some voodoo <laughs> magic that I learned from the Robert friends. the Doll episode, and uh, so maybe it did follow oh. you home. No. <laughs> careful with Robert oh. the Doll. You gotta be careful hey, with Robert the Doll. You're gonna have to make another No, I, yeah. I wasn't making fun of Robert. I said the voodoo from the episode. Which is attached to Robert, so <clears throat> no, by No, it is not attached to Robert, okay? Robert pushed me to say it probably. You can't now you're blaming stuff on Robert. <laughs> oh no. Which is what his previous caretaker did. Why are you jinxing me, man? Don't I'm just telling you the me, way it is. So Stefan's gonna be riding. I got a Robert the Doll shot, man. <laughs> you did not just do that. I did. Okay, because it still scares me. Um anyways, that was my creepy thing that happened to me. Um the jump scare got me pretty good, and I was mad that it took me a couple days before I even shared it with you because I forgot about it. Was it was like a couple weeks before you told me about yeah. it. 
So who else? Anybody else got anything? I've had a little bit of something. Oh, yeah. Which is what? actually kind of weird, like because nothing usually happens uh, no. to me. So uh, first thing is apparently my building where I work is haunted. Yes. Which I kind of always had heard. Um, I've only worked there for about four years, which I'd always kind of heard. Um, there is a guy who works on my floor with me who came out. I go in really, really early, and it's basically a ghost town, no pun intended. <laughs> um, so he he comes in super early with me, and he comes over, and he was like, were you just standing behind me just a minute ago? And I said, no, I've been over here, you know, working, whatever. And he said, oh, I think our ghost is back. Oh, back? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he, had, he used to see it all the time. Uh, this is what he told me. I've never seen anything. I've never felt anything before, you know, besides like the oppressive feeling of working. <laughs> um, he, he says that he used to see it all the time, but he hasn't seen it in a really long time. And it apparently came back. Nice. And, oh God, it had to have been a week or two ago that he came over and said that and said that he saw our ghost again. That's cool. Any, any feelings or anything happened since then at work? Uh, not not with me, no. Uh-huh. And he hasn't come over and told me that any about anything else. <laughs> He's probably should, ignoring it now. You should talk to him to get him to give us a listener story. Um, he has so many good stories. Um, he says that he's like a blood witch, and oh. he's seen um, like Sasquatch. Um, oh hell yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah and can like, you please get yes. some stories from this guy. Oh man, he's so cool. He's so cool. Yeah, you guys I would love him. Heard of this guy. Wow. <laughs> I actually just kind of started like talking to him now. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I always thought that he just like didn't like me, <laughs> but yeah, he's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Definitely hit him up for a listener story yeah. or two. Uh, Brad, the, the, what way, about- the way you just said that sounded like you want the listeners to go hit him up. Oh, <laughs> please do. Yeah, go go Google search Kelly where she works. No, we're not don't do say that. It on air, you want to harass her? Yeah, because uh, they no. harass me. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> no. Okay, Brad. What do you? What kind of creepiness happened to you? Uh, so I'll share this one with you guys, and um, I'll, I'll save another one for another time. So this one actually happened about about a couple weeks ago. So it's strange that a lot of these occurrences are happening around the same time to all of us, and it seems like they've been happening more and more since the Robert the Doll episode. So I'm just going to put that out there in the universe. Well, it's weird because I have another other one. Oh, shoot. But I'm going to save that save one. Save that for, one? Okay. Yeah. Save over a future one. So my night hag came back, and... Since I should have shared my other one then. Oh, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Oh no, no, I go for goosebumps. it. Okay, okay. Save it for the next yeah, episode, yeah. man. <laughs> Did you get drunk over there in like two yeah, seconds? <laughs> <laughs> so normally with my night hags, it's one, it's one entity, and it's always the same one generally, um, except for one that had like blue eyes or something like that. But this one was six entities. Well, it's technically seven oh. if you count the one in the hallway. So my wife went to the gym. She gets up at like 3.30 in the morning, goes to the gym. So I'm by myself. Okay, that's the scariest part of all of this. I'll tell yeah. you right now. Yeah. So she leaves. Oh, she gets up and goes to the gym yeah. in the morning? <laughs> I don't know how she does it. I can't, I can't get myself Yikes. to do it. And I'm laying there. And something that you told me, Kelly, about um, how it seems like laying on my back is what initiates it more than anything. I that think there's something to a, that. Just a theory. But there might be something to it. And I'll, I'll share another one later on that has something to do with that as well. <laughs> So I'm laying there and I hear the pop noise. Mm-hmm. The pop noise I always hear right before it happens. Mm-hmm. Sound like lollipop? No, not like that. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like a static discharge. Oh well, that's not as fun. And I wake up, I can't move. My dog's under the covers. 
So he's not seeing any of this or anything. And these six like cloaked figures are just hovering over the bed, staring what? down at six, six of them and trying to break myself out of it. I like was able to move my eyeballs towards my hallway mm-hmm. and I saw a, uh, a woman in like a white gown walk past the hallway. And then she kind of like looked in, like half looked in, like what's going on in there? Oh, I'll leave you to it. Y'all got them. And they, kept, yeah. <laughs> and they kept going and uh, they kept getting closer to me. And I don't know if it's just pure coincidence or if my dog could sense something, but he like got up and started like scratching me in the face, like pretty much assisting me in breaking out mm-hmm. of it. And I was able to break out of it. And when I did, the room was super cold and we had the heat on. It was, the house was at like 70, mm-hmm. but the room was super. I could see my breath. So the room's super cold. Wait, you saw your breath? Yeah, I could see my breath. Damn. That's how cold it was in the room. And I get up and I'm going through the house, like trying to wait. What the hell just happened? Couldn't find anything. Went back to bed, laid down, woke up. Uh, wife gets home from the gym and, you know, we're talking and I'm like, um, so I had, I had, a, had one of my night hags. She's like, oh yeah, what happened this time? She's still, she's kind of still skeptical. A lot of this stuff anyway. She's like, oh, tell me what happened this time. I told her and she remembers me telling her about a dark figure I saw hovering over her once. Mm-hmm. And she's like, did it look like that? I was like, no, it was a lot bigger, but it had kind of the same energy about mm-hmm. it. To where it was almost peaceful in a way, but didn't scare me too much. But just the, I think what got me the most was the lady who walked through the hallway. So yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that's creepy, man. Like, uh, that was one of the more intense ones I've had. Women in white, that's a classic. Um, I'm more concerned with the six hovering figures. Yeah. The And here's something else that I think might connect it a little bit. I shared with you all privately that I had been uh, dabbling slash studying into some stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was a couple days after I had started kind of messing with it that that happened. So I don't know if it was... Papa Stefan tried to tell you. You damn right (laughs) I did, man. Papa Stefan, you got to let me grow up and be scared. No, man. That's how you get possessed. And I am not, not doing an exorcism on you. I did have an oppressive episode like the day after, but it went away and I haven't had any other symptoms since then. Yep, you just need to, you know, if you're going to be stupid and do that shit, at least set some form of protection. You say stupid, I say clever. An exorcism would be good Patreon content. (laughs) (laughs) You say clever as Zach Baggins now has lazy eye for the rest of his life. All right, guys, this episode gets to 1,000 listens. I will allow myself to be possessed. (laughs) Then we will film the exorcism for Patreon, but $20 only. I'm going to, if we get to 1,000, I will let my car get possessed. (laughs) You'd probably, you'd probably. All I gotta do happen. is stop making my payments. <laughs> uh, that's, right. that's a repossessed. So, uh, no, not if it's never been possessed before. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, which by the way, uh, repossessed funny. is a really, really great movie. If you've never seen it, it's a, a parody on the Exorcist movies, and it actually has Linda Blair in it. What? She plays the same character as herself as an adult who's married and has kids, and it's Leslie Nielsen plays the old priest. <laughs> Oh, geez. It's phenomenal. Um, anyways, moving on. Let's get into our next segment. Let's get to Kelly's Spooky News. Woo-hoo. All right, Kelly, what do we got this week for Spooky News? Okay, so... Do you guys remember a couple weeks ago when I was telling us about Amethyst Realm and how she was 
getting married to a ghost. Yes. Do you remember the second lady I told you guys about? The her pirate name? lady? Yes. Just the one that's an impersonator of Captain Jack yes. Sparrow. Amanda Teague. She has now changed her name to Amanda Sparrow Large. Uh, she's 46. She's from Ireland. She actually, they are getting divorced. Boom. Wait, you mean true love can't really stretch through time? Please tell me she's creeped know. out. Um, well, so it's funny that you say that. It says, I couldn't, I searched far and wide for the reason, the actual reason why they're getting divorced. And she says, I will explain all in due course, but for now, all I want to say is be very careful when dabbling in spirituality. It's not something to mess with. Take that advice, Brad. He's he trying to get some other ghost booty. That's what's going on. Booty, because he's a pirate. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. I'm clever. So when did they get married? It was... It was... I, don't, I think they had been together less than a year. And they had, uh, quote unquote, dated two years Right, because he didn't want to get tied down. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a pirate. Yeah. And like, you know, anchors and oceans. <laughs> oh my God. See what I'm doing here? <laughs> yes, and. What have you started? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been in the studio in a while. Well, I'm, I'm going up. to say that I'm very sad for Missed Amethyst Sparrow Large. Well, Amethyst is apparently still getting married. I have a, a different story oh, for a different time. Amethyst is a different person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Well, Sparrow. Sparrow Lodge, Sparrow Lodge whatever her first name Amanda. was. Amanda. Amanda. Yeah. That's why it was sounded the same. Uh, so Amanda, uh, you know, I'm sorry things didn't work out, baby. Yeah. It's going to be all right. It's you're so in sad. Ireland. You're going to be cool. <laughs> you know? there's, there's bars. You're good. Yeah. Just, you know. She's focusing right now, apparently, on um, her Jack Sparrow impression. Yeah. <laughs> no, Find literally. yourself a good leprechaun or banshee. <laughs> she put some gold teeth in. She's oh, got dreadlocks man. now. Yeah. She got um, replica tattoos. So she is going Did all out. Did she say why they're getting divorced? No, that's what I was saying. I was trying to find the reason. She said that she'll explain in due oh, time. Oh, you did say that. You did say that. One so. sad day. Yeah. I'm trying not to laugh at her expense, but the whole gold's in the teeth and then like, the replica tattoos. I like that that's what you're laughing about. Not the fact that she <laughs> married a ghost. No, I I don't know why, but in my life, I that that I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, she married a ghost. It's because you just happens. seen Lil John. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and once you hear that a couple times in your life, you just kind of accept all things as they are. Okay, savvy. Yeah, yeah. That, that was another? the worst. Yeah, was bad. <laughs> I didn't like any of that. I'm actually I'm putting my research away. This episode. Ah, over. no, I don't do him. <laughs> I won't do him. All right. How often you say that in your life? Do we have any more? Is that what we got? Yeah. Um, so okay. this one was actually kind of interesting. Usually I do, you know, news type stories, things the, that are da-da-dus, happening. Da-da-dus. But Jennifer Aniston went on, uh, what is it called? TV. Oh, Jennifer Aniston went on um, the late night show with James Corden. Ooh, I love James oh, yeah. Corden. I do too. So she was going on to promote the new Dumplin show Oh, on yeah. Netflix, My wife's been watching that. Yeah. But for some reason, she started talking about her experience with a ghost that she lived with. Oh, I'm going to have to go watch it now. It, it was the interview with uh, James Gordon, mm-hmm. so not on Dumplin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, That's what I meant. I want to see said that. that I when see she, she said that when she uh, first moved out to L.A., she had a roommate and they were living together. And she, quote, dishwasher would start to go or the coffee maker would start to go or the stereo would just turn on at full volume. And it was terrifying. Yes. She said that she hired a ghost whisperer. 
But she hired a ghost whisperer? She said that she hired a ghost whisperer. That's awesome. Nice. And the ghost whisperer came in and put some frankincense in a bowl. The uh, They were walking around doing like a ritual um, to try and, you know, contact the spirit. The bowl cracked. <gasps> um, and the ghost, the ghost apparently told them that she or he, I'm not sure, didn't really specify, that the ghost did not like the roommate. Jennifer Anderson's roommate. Uh, Miss Aniston, if the ghost does not like your roommate, you should probably get rid of your roommate. Well, Or just let me come in. Funny that you say that, because instead of getting rid of her roommate, she just moved out. <laughs> <laughs> and she apparently never told the roommate oh, either. Oh, <laughs> that's horrible. So, yeah. So the roommate's watching that interview going, you. By the way, her I roommate knew. was River Phoenix, and that's why he didn't make it. Oh, too soon. Who's River Phoenix? What? Oh, have you shoot. seen Stand by Me? Yes, I have seen Stand by Me. Uh, the the main kid. Yeah. No, not the main kid. It's the oh yeah, the other main kid. Yeah, the one the that cool wears one. like the green shirt. He's Joaquin Phoenix's brother. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, it's his brother. I thought you said Walking Phoenix. Not no, River. 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 That's what I'm is saying. the one who died. River is the one who died. He's Joaquin's brother. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sad. When He's he the died. reason Joaquin A got in. Like, okay. He died of an overdose during yeah. that 90s teen heartthrob. Everybody's mm-hmm. dying. Oh, that's probably why I haven't heard of him. Though. Yeah, he he died like early mm-hmm. 1990s, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's that's the sad. reason Joaquin has a career. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, Joaquin. Mm-hmm. You're amazing. But uh, that's mm-hmm. a real. Mm, okay, sometimes you're amazing. Your rap thing was super weird. <laughs> 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 But I'm excited for the head. Joker movie. It looks yeah. kind of interesting. Everyone's going to make him look one, stupid, like, but he looks good. Awkward rat phase in their life. I did it. Yeah. 502 yeah. Blackout. <laughs> 502 Blackout. What's up? Uh, yo, yo. I spit it down for the spirits. Yeah, when you put uh, lyrics on uh, your Facebook the other day, I was going to put, is this 502 Blackout coming back at you? <laughs> I can't remember who that was, actually. It was a really good song, though. Um, so anyway, so yeah, that's our spooky news. Uh, that's really, really cool. Go check out uh, James Corden interview with Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to. Mm-hmm. That makes me like her a lot more. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just like Jennifer Aniston, so it's okay. Yep. <laughs> and now we all have a connection with her. Yep. Ghosts. We can get her on the show. Okay, so, and we are back to getting this show on the road. Thank you so much, Kelly, as always, for Spooky News. Um, that, we that's gotta, Stefan's way of saying, stop bullshitting around, let's get this thing rolling. Yeah, let's get this thing rolling. <laughs> um, we got a really cool, 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 cool topic tonight. Really? Because I want to say it's really hot. Oh, I see oh, what you did good. there. Yeah, yeah, baby. You're a punny guy. Uh, no, we're going to be talking about the... Tunguska explosion. Tunguska. Tunguska. And it's really hilarious because uh, I shared this theory what with the Brad that we'll it. talk about later. Um, that I was like, no, I swear to God, I swear to God, this is a theory. And then I realized it was from an X-Men comic. And so. <laughs> yeah, you can talk about that when we get to it. Because you send it to me and I'm like, dude. Come on now. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> so uh, make sure uh, to stick around to the end of the show. We have a listener story. This one comes from an author, uh, Lindsay Behe, which we're really excited about. Um, so this one's going to be a good one. So make sure to stick around to the end of the show to hear that. But I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready to get cracking and talk about the Tunguska explosion. Tunguska. So what do we got, Bradley? Our story begins on June 30th of 1908 in a remote part of Russia. No one was alive then. Well, nobody lived in this area, so you're technically right on that. Is this like (laughs) in Siberia, right? Yeah, it's in like the northern part of Siberia. Uh, 
so like there was almost there were like a few tribes that lived up that way, but like there were no actual people. People, you yeah. Know? A fireball was seen streaking across the daytime sky. Only moments later, something exploded in the air above Siberia's Podkamenya Tunguska River in what is now. Krasyarsk Krai, Russia. I ain't going to try to correct you on these because I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not going to try to correct myself either. This event is known as the Tunguska event. Now, it is a belief that this explosion was caused by an incoming asteroid that never actually struck the Earth, but instead exploded in the atmosphere, causing what is known as an airburst. The explosion occurred three to six miles above the Earth's surface. The explosion had the power of 1,000 atomic bombs. The explosion would level trees and kill deer over 40 kilometers away, which is about 25 miles in U.S. standards. Now, this part of Siberia was extremely difficult at the time of the event to even get to. A lot of a lot of ice, nothing transportation-wise was really developed to get there. So the first expedition didn't even happen until 1927. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, also you're saying, so this was the um, explosion was the same as a thousand nuclear bombs, a thousand, a thousand atomic bombs. Uh, they are and the bombs they used for this measurement are the ones that were dropped on Hiroshima. OK, so the smaller ones for sure. Well, fuck, I know, but I'm saying like still bomb. thousand atomic bombs only go 25 miles in radius. Well, it's all epicenter from okay. the epicenter. All right. <laughs> Hashtag science. Hashtag, uh, I don't know. This investigation, this expedition was led by Leonid Kulik. Uh, during the trip, he would interview many local witnesses and explore the region where the trees had been flattened. After investigating, he determined that all the tree roots were turned towards the center of the explosion epicenter. Wait, they were toward tur- towards it? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to try to put this visual out there in audio land as best as possible. So imagine you're looking at the epicenter of an explosion. Right. And everything is blown out from the center. Right, right, like a wave. Yeah, so like a wave. So all the trees are flattened, so their roots are facing towards the middle. Oh, okay. Well, in the middle of this explosion, <clears throat> there were still trees standing, but they had no limbs or anything on them. So essentially, the downforce of this explosion blew off all the limbs at the epicenter but then when the wave went out, it knocked over all the trees. Okay, I thought you were saying the trees were facing the center. Well, the roots were facing the center. So that's what I was trying, because I thought you were saying like the trees got sucked in is what it, it sounded that would be like. Cool. So like when the trees got knocked over, the roots came up yeah. out of the ground. Yeah, yeah so basically. the roots came up out of the yeah, ground. Yeah, that, that makes more sense. Now, the reason a lot of speculations started coming up about this event is because during the excavation and the exploring of this area, they did not find any kind of meteor fragments and did not find any craters that go along with an actual meteor event. Now there were interviews done by witnesses. Uh, I have a few of those here along with a few new, a few news clips from the time of the event itself. So the first thing I'd like to get to is the eyewitness accounts that were recorded by Colic during his expeditions to the event sites. And so like, like we said, this is, Almost 20 years later. Yeah, almost 20 years later. So the first one comes from an individual, uh, only a first initial, S, and then the last name is Semenov, and this is from 1930. At breakfast time, I was sitting by the house at Venerva Trading Post. This location is about 65 miles, 65 kilometers or 40 miles south of the explosion. Facing north, I suddenly saw that directly to the north, over Okul's Tunguska Road, 
the sky split in two and fire appeared high and wide over the forest. The split in the sky grew larger and the entire northern side was covered with fire. At that moment, I became so hot that I couldn't bear it as if my shirt was on fire. This is 50 or this is 40 miles away and people were feeling the heat from this explosion. And then the sky just shut closed and a strong thump sounded and I was thrown a few meters back. I lost my senses for a moment, but then my wife ran out and led me to the house after, after that noise came, as if rocks were falling or cannons were falling, the earth shook. And when I was on the ground, I pressed my head down, fearing rocks would smash it. When the sky opened up, hot wind raced through the houses like from cannons, which left traces in the ground like pathways, and it damaged some crops. Later, we saw that many windows were shattered, and in the barn, a part of the iron lock snapped. Jeez. That's insane. Yeah, that that much power. So from I was 40 wondering if there was a shockwave, and so yeah, apparently there. Oh, was there was a shockwave. A shockwave, um, and it felt it forty miles away. When I get through some more of these, uh, I have some stuff that I didn't write down, but I just remember from reading that it's very interesting about how this event affected the world because hmm. it actually was seen <clears throat> a lot farther than just Russia. I just really like him talking about that the sky split in two. Like, how, yeah. what does that even look like? Like, all I can think of is Moses mm-hmm. parting the the water in the Red mm-hmm. Sea. That's the only thing I can think of to describe that. I'm I'm sure this is something that you'll you'll say later in your your research. But I kept hearing it described as a second sun. Yeah, I thought that was a really mm, interesting. That's something I'll get to as well. But uh, the second sun. Actually, I'll just go ahead and cover it right now. <clears throat> the second sun effect. So essentially it burned for a while and it was enough that it was night in England and oh. they were able to continue having soccer game or uh, cricket. They were, con- they were able to continue playing cricket using the light from that quote unquote second sun Wow! because it burned so bright and it actually caused like a dusk effect over the United States. So people in the United States reported seeing like, like in the dead of night, almost like a dusk. Mm-hmm. coming up from the distance wow yeah so this thing was huge and god you almost feel like if you it's were like a... the opposite of an eclipse yeah it's almost like if you see it you were blinded yeah man. that's a good way to say it the opposite of an eclipse a reclipse <laughs> a reclipse <laughs> yes now this one uh this witness report comes from the chu chen which is a chief of the shanyarger shanyarger yeah shanyarger tribe in 1926 we had a hut by the river with my brother Chikaran. we were sleeping suddenly we both woke up at the same time somebody shoved us we heard whistling and felt strong wind Chikaran said can you hear all those birds flying overhead we were both in the hut and couldn't see what was going on outside suddenly I got shoved again this time so hard I fell into the fire I got scared. Shakarin got scared too. We started crying out for our father, mother, brother, but no one would answer. There was noise beyond the hut. We could hear trees falling down. Shakarin and I got out of our sleeping bags and wanted to run out, but then the thunder struck. This was the first thunder. The earth began to move and rock. The wind hit our hut and knocked it over. My body was pushed down by sticks 
but my head was in the clear. Then I saw a wonder. Trees were falling. The branches were on fire. It became mighty bright. How can I say this? As if there was a second sun. Call back to Kelly. My eyes were hurting. I even closed them. It was like the rush. It's like what the Russians call lightning. And immediately there was a loud thunderclap. This was the second thunder. The morning was sunny. There were no clouds. Our sun was shining brightly as usual. And suddenly there came a second sun. Chikarin and I had some difficulty getting out from under the remains of our hut. Then we saw that above. Then we saw that above, but in a different place, there was another flash and loud thunder came again. This was the third thunderstrike. Wind came again, knocking us off our feet, struck the fallen trees. We looked at the fallen trees, watched the treetops get snapped off, watched the fire. Suddenly, Chikarin yelled, look up, and pointed with his hands. I looked there and saw another flash, and it made another thunder, but the noise was less than before. This was the fourth strike, like normal thunder. Now, I remember well, there was also one more thunder strike, but it was very small, and somewhere far away where the sun goes to sleep. So there was more than one explosion. I for them. have so many questions for these people, but it was so long ago that oh, there's they gone. Uh, yeah, that's and you know, with it taking so long to get out there and actually interview these people, mm-hmm. you know, the story like we talk mm-hmm. about legends and stuff like that, it can change over time, especially over twenty, thirty years. Well, and our memories are not exactly the the most reliable well, no. anyway. Then when you have no concept for what things are. Yeah, I mean they even said where the sun goes to sleep. Yeah. Um Well it's interesting you say that because I read one theory about you know, something to do with that. What the sun going to sleep? Um about how people don't really understand what it was. Mm-hmm. So back in that time, you know, people would assign Something fin- familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I like, have, there, there's something I have in here of a goddess. I, I figured. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's well. They talk insane. about. It's interesting. I don't know if you've ever heard of the theory that when <clears throat> that when the uh, Spanish and those came over for the first time mm-hmm. in these giant ships, that it was so foreign to the tribal people that were there that their brains couldn't even take in what they saw, so they couldn't see it. Oh, wow. That uh, they didn't see it until they were touched, got onto land, uh, that they were so far behind in terms of our Western culture mm-hmm. our that their brains couldn't handle what they were seeing, so they mm-hmm. just didn't see it. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, there's so a pretty really much big yeah. theory Chopped it up to, oh, I don't see anything. Yeah, that wow. they just didn't see the ships because their brains couldn't handle it. Well, I, I read, I think I said this in one of the earlier episodes that I read a really good book about hallucinations. And it's it's very similar. Like when your brain cannot process things like that, it, it'll fill it in mm-hmm. with things you do understand or it will take it away. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they there's a lot of them that say that that's why they were taken by such surprise. Mm-hmm. So Now, if anybody's uh, listening to this and wondering why... The uh, grammar of this is so kind of rough. This was translated from Russian to English, mm-hmm. so it can be kind of rough at points. But yeah, it's interesting the the two sons because it reminds me of Tatooine. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Bit. Hashtag steerers. I thought it'd be good for a, like a a name for a metal band. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> two sons or Tatooine. The second son. The second son. <laughs> the second sons coming now to a theater near you. 
So now we're going to get into some news reports from local papers. So this comes from the Sabir newspaper dated July 2nd, 1908. So this is... A couple days. Yeah. Yeah, so this is reported a few days after in a newspaper. On the morning of the 17th of June, around 9, we observed an unusual natural occurrence in the North Karolinsky village. The peasants saw to the northwest, rather high above the horizon, some strangely bright, impossible to look at, blushes, white heavenly body, which for ten minutes moved downwards. The body appeared as a pipe, a cylinder. The sky was cloudless. Only a small dark cloud was observed in the general direction of the bright body. It was hot and dry. As the body neared the ground, or the forest, the bright body seemed to smudge and then turn into a giant billow of black smoke, and a loud knocking, not thunder, was heard, as if large stones were falling or artillery was fired. Hmm. All buildings shook. At the same time, the cloud began emitting flames of uncertain shapes. All villagers were stricken with panic and took to the streets. Women cried, thinking it was the end of the world. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's, That's- that's uh, it's i love the descriptions Mm -hmm. like you know how the last one or that one that we heard the sky split open Mm -hmm. the last one was describing thunder and lightning Mm -hmm. and this is now like a tower and the odd shapes uh, it's just crazy so a lot of this information uh comes from the actual website they have for the tendency event um and then the eyewitness things those actually come from nasa's website yeah. So a lot of this information is kept on NASA's website, yeah. which is really cool. Really? Yeah. NASA has a lot of theories on on their own as well, mm-hmm. which we'll yeah. we'll get to yeah. those as well. Oh, I'd like to check that out. So this is the third news story from the Kreskonchich. Oh sure. yeah. Newspaper, July thirteenth, nineteen oh eight. Keskesko Village. On the seventeenth, an unusual atmospheric event was observed at seven forty three. So the times are different. The noise akin to a strong wind was heard. Immediately afterward, a horrific thump sounded, followed by an earthquake that literally shook the buildings as if they were hit by a large log or heavily rock. The first thump was followed by a second and then a third. Then the interval between the first and the third was accompanied by an unusual underground rattle, similar to a railway upon which dozens of trains are traveling at the same time. Afterward, for five to six minutes, an exact likeness of artillery fire was heard. Fifty to sixty salvos in short, equal intervals, which got progressively weaker. After one and a half to two minutes, after one of the barrages, six more thumps were heard, like cannon firing, but individual, loud, and accompanied by tremors. 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 (laughs) The sky at the first sight appeared to be clear. There was no wind and no clouds. Upon closer inspection to the north, where most of the thumps were heard, a kind of an ashen cloud was seen near the horizon, which kept getting smaller and more transparent, and possibly by around 2 or 3 p.m. completely disappeared. Mm. So when you said the times were different, what what were the differences in times? So the first news article that I read uh, said it was witnessed around 9 a.m. Okay. So the second one said it happened at seven forty three a.m. Okay. Different time zones. Maybe. Ooh, I maybe. Do. I don't remember. We we actually looked up when time zones came out, but I don't remember 
Yeah, when it was that it was. one conversation we had on the way <laughs> oh, that, from St. Louis. That really deep conversation about time yep. zones. Yep. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so that's weird that the time zones are different. And it, it sounded, maybe I counted wrong, but it sounded like in all of these, there is a different amount of, of uh, noises heard or a different yeah, amount of... different number noise. of tremors. Yeah, maybe. So this last one, what was it, about six were heard? And then the one prior to that, there this were one, three to four? This one said three and then six more. And then six more. Oh, okay, so this one had like nine, nine or ten. Yeah. Jeez. That's a lot of thumps, guys. Well, and then the one at the village said there were about five or six, right? I think, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. About four hmm. to five or so. Yeah. What now you, I I felt like the 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 villager guy was probably the closest. He to sounded the like he yeah. was the closest because of all the trees that were falling down around him, right? Yeah, so he had to be pretty close to the event itself. And I'm curious, and I don't know if we're going to touch on this or not, but I know that there's still radiation levels. Yeah, that are so we are going to talk about that. Yeah, we'll definitely. Okay, then I will well. save that because I want to take this opportunity to get to a quick ad break. Okay. Fearscape is brought to you by listeners like you. Join our Patreon today and help support the podcast. Your monthly donations help us travel, research, and edit the podcast you love so much. Become a patron today at patreon.com slash fearscapepod and receive patron-only content and rewards. We even offer an opportunity to be a guest on the show or be interviewed by us and so much more. Once again, that's patreon.com slash fearscapepod. And welcome back. Uh, yeah, make sure you check out our Patreon. And uh, I'm ready to get back into this, man, because those eyewitness accounts and the news stories were really, really great. I have one more news story. Ooh, we're going to do another one. Mm-hmm. Bonus story. Bonus story. So this one is from the Siberian Life newspaper on July 27th, 1908. That, yeah, that one's one so much easier to say. Like- yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love this newspaper. I read it because I can pronounce it. When the meteorite fell, strong tremors in the ground were observed, and near the Lovat village of the Kansk Uzed, two strong explosions were heard as if from large caliber artillery. So you can definitely tell that everybody in Russia attributes booms and bangs to artillery. I was wondering how familiar are these people with the sounds of artillery? Oh, probably quite a bit. Um they had so many um, revolutions and okay, that's all fair. of that stuff. And we're slowly getting, uh, I don't remember when the whole uh, Lenin movement and stuff happened. Oh, okay. Like with Anastasia and all that, but tr- they're, they're used to it. <laughs> I lived on a military base and I can't remember what specifically that sounded like. And uh, well, you got to imagine too, firearms then were different than now. Okay. So they're a little that's bit louder. Fair. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, they, they were basically stealing land as well from the natives. So, Oh, is that what Pete do? Okay. Now, that was, that was it for that news uh, clip there. It was just a real quick one. Hmm. Now, over the years, scientists have created some pretty incredible explanations, but most likely the explosion was caused by the impact of an icy comet or asteroid colliding with the Earth's atmosphere. It was likely about one-third the size of a football field moving around 10 miles per second. But this is Fearscape. So let's dive into the paranormal theories <laughs> in regards to this event. Now, a lot of things about this event leave a lot more questions than answers. Mm-hmm. For example, no debris, no crater, and the trees were flattened in a way that suggests the blast occurred at about a 30 degree angle. So let's dive into the theories. Let's dive at a 30 degree angle. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, By the way, I quickly looked up. 
Uh, you always do. You don't uh, trust me on this research? No, uh, that the uh, the revolution stuff happened in <laughs> 1918, um, but there was a lot of stuff that, that didn't just up. happen overnight. Sure. Yeah. So the first theory is a cometary airburst. Moscow University professor stated in 1976, some mathematical models indicate that the Tunguska event was actually caused by an explosion of a small comet that entered the Earth's atmosphere. This model would explain why the event caused so much damage but left very little evidence as a comet is made up of mostly frozen gas, ice, and cosmic dust. That's true. Entering the atmosphere would have led to the gases rapidly heating up and caused them to explode, releasing what is estimated to be about 40 megatons of energy. Now, this idea comes from a professor in 1976. The theory actually dates back to 1930 with... British meteorologist Francis Whipple. He explained in his investigation that while the nature and makeup of a comet would explain the glow and the fire, that few people have witnessed actually seeing it. A comet would burn up in the well upper atmosphere, so it wouldn't even have been seen. What if it was just really big and not all of it? Yeah, if it was freaking huge, I could absolutely see that. And uh, something else, I can't remember the name of the lake. I forgot to write it down, but there's a lake. Lake Wobegon. That might as well be the name of it, because I can't pronounce it. But there's a lake in Tunguska that they are having trouble dating how long that You just got to talk to her really good. A lake? <laughs> yeah. And then you, can, you can date her. You got to date it. Okay. You guys go date lakes. <laughs> now I'm thinking about the word Blake. Blake. Oh, but they've done some dives <laughs> on this lake, and I've actually uh, like picked up materials and stuff that have evidence of cosmic dust. Huh, okay. So they're believing that this lake was caused by this event, and the only reason that a impact crater wasn't found is because this lake sits off a channel of rivers. I was thinking maybe that's the crater. Yeah, so there's a lot of theories that that's actually the crater. The crater does exist. Interesting. But yeah. since they're having trouble dating that. it... Now, as for the trees themselves, uh, towards the center of the event, the trees have uh, grown at a rate that's like 30% faster than normal trees. Really? Because of radiation. Gamma radiation, dude. They're all turning into Hulk trees. Hulk trees. uh, Because when you cut these trees that survived Mm -hmm. and you actually cut the rings and stuff like that, you know how you can tell the age of a tree by its rings, Mm -hmm. around the time, uh, it's probably about 10 years after the event, they can see by the rings that there was like a rapid growth that they just started growing, growing, growing. And the trees that were farther outside of this event that didn't get knocked over, but did get affected by the radiation, they grow more towards what's facing towards the epicenter. Wow. That's a little shop of horrors, y'all. So this next theory is the collision of antimatter. So other experts of the Tunguska event claim that the event was something called annihilation. This Jeez. have you yeah. seen that movie? Annihilation. What? Yeah. Wait, is that the one with the plants? I mean, there are plants. Yeah. Is that the plant? <laughs> one? Well, I get confused with that one and the one with uh, Amy Adams, where she's uh, ta- like teaching them how to speak. That's what you just need to do from now on. The you happening know? or the mist or yeah, no. it's the happening. I think no, it wasn't. Good dear God, it was not. The, the anni- uh, annihilation is the one with Natalie, Natalie Portman. Portman. No, I have not seen it, and I really, really want to see it. Oh, buddy. So yeah, the one with. Uh, so, Stefan, this is what you need to do from now on. Just everybody's like, "Have you ever seen I Am Legend?" Oh, is that the one with the plants? Uh, there were she plants knows in what it. I meant. <laughs> I've seen the trailer. No, like, sentient plants. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. 
Okay. Then. Sorry. <laughs> he said awesome. annihilation, and it actually like really weirdly goes with what we're talking about. Yeah. So this is an event that occurs when a subatomic particle collides with its respective antiparticle of the opposite charge. This would produce an enormous amount of energy to be released. This theory was first suggested in 1941 by Lincoln Lopez. This theory was first suggested in 1941 by Lincoln Lopez, and that the event was as simple as just a chunk of antimatter colliding with the Earth. This event would also explain the light event that occurred, as well as there being zero remnants of any asteroid or comet. Now, sadly, this theory is very unlikely, as sharks of large antimatter are theoretically impossible. And any annihilation event takes place in the upper atmosphere, so we wouldn't even see it. Okay, I have questions. I might have answers. There were multiple lights seen. There were multiple noises heard. There Mm -hmm. were tremors in the ground Mm -hmm. felt multiple times. Yeah. Are are we to assume that, you know, a, a annihilation or a comet, there were multiple of them? See, when it comes to these theories here, I feel like they're really reaching. Because when you do have the actual evidence of witnesses who say there were multiple multiple sounds, multiple mm-hmm. lights, stuff like that, mm-hmm. it contradicts these theories because these theories are quick. Quick explosion, quick event. But to be fair, every different witness account that we heard mm-hmm. had it at a different time. There were yeah. different numbers. So maybe... And I'm sure, you know, there was an impact. The one guy got knocked back. Yeah potential concussion maybe they were confused i don't know i don't know i just i was concussed huh. i just heard a bunch of explosions i was huh. concussed well, i'm saying if you if you got knocked back like that from a blast i don't know what you even call it a, a force that could probably do some damage oh yeah absolutely yeah. it's a uh, it's called concussion waves oh well, would actually knock you down there we go so there you go yeah he literally got concussed <laughs> Now, this next theory is the collision of a mini black hole. (gasps) And there's a lot of reasons why this wouldn't have happened. But for our (laughs) listeners, we'll read it. So this theory suggests that the event was actually caused by a small black hole passing through the Earth. Mm. This theory was first formulated in 1973. Of course you are. By American (laughs) scientist Albert A. Jackson and Michael P. Ryan. However, there was no exit event. Which means mm-hmm. if an explosion happened on one side of the world, there would have to be an explosion on the opposite side of the world. There would have had to have been like an exit wound. Yeah, there would be some kind of exit wound. <laughs> like exactly. Bullet, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> it's just weird thinking about the earth having an exit <laughs> An exit wound? Well, t- isn't that what volcanoes are? Exit wounds? No, those are pimples. Those are the earth's pimples. The earth's pimples? Okay, we'll take it. Very different. On this week's episode of Fearscape, you learn about earth pimples. Yeah, you don't want to see those popping pimple videos. They're <laughs> gross. That needs to go into the uh, description for this episode. Yeah. No. We talk about earth pimples. <laughs> so this theory is considered very far-fetched by modern scientists as the existence of dust trails and high nickel concentration around the impact area pretty much tells us there was some kind of object. Mm-hmm. Plus, if a black hole event did occur the Earth probably would not have survived it. Right. That was my immediate thought. You said black hole event, and I went, no. <laughs> but we still here, or maybe we're in an alternate universe now. Oh, I believe that. Shadow government. Brian's not here. No, sorry. <laughs> you believe we're in an alternate universe? Mm-hmm. But not from that. I mean, maybe it was an alternate universe before, and now we are Mandela also... Mandela effect, man. Yeah. 
we're in a another other another alternate. other alternate universe. I'm, there are infinite numbers of universes. Uh, there's only fifty two. <laughs> okay. Stop. This Stop. is a DC. No, what is it? Sixty five. There's Earth sixty five. Oh, I don't know. I, so there's more than that. Yeah, that, that's. Oh new. no, that's DC. I'm talking Marvel. Sorry, just kidding. Yeah, I, I was know. like DC's only got fifty two. Yeah. Marvel's apparently about to do a big reset. Marvel has a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they do resets like every four or five years. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're resetting all the universes. So does DC. <laughs> they all do it now. And then they make a bunch of universes and they're like, ah, shit, we need to reset again. I miss the ultimate. I'm fine universe. with that. Give me more. <laughs> but guys, let's talk. Let's stop talking about fiction and get yeah. back to this, okay? Oh, <laughs> so you don't want to know my theory. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. What's your theory? Is it Have about you, Did you finish up this theory? I finished up the black hole theory. Yes. Okay, well, oh, let's okay. talk about my theory that I sent to you. Oh, gosh, okay. So I'm telling Brett, because I love the Tunguska event. Mm-hmm. Like, he, now, now, side note, we were at a bar when he told me this, <laughs> and I'd had a few drinks, so I was believing it. Oh, God, yeah, that's so true. I believed it, though, because I love Tunguska, and I'm like, dude, did you find the info on the time travel theory? I'm like, this dude's insane. There's no time travel information. Okay, that's really weird that you say that, because in my brain... This whole time, I'm like, this is time travel. Because one of the big theories, you know, like, uh, is that it was a possible, like, precursor to nuclear bombs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's one of the theories I had heard and blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking, oh, God, you know, and I'm, I'm confusing that theory along with another theory where I'll tell you where I got it from, that they went back in time mm-hmm. and put this bomb into the atmosphere. Um, but no, I'm like looking for it because I'm like, no, I know it because Brad's like, dude, I can't find that on the time travel anywhere. And it's so interesting. I want to have it. I'm like, yeah, man. And so I go in and I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm like, oh, yeah, it was from an X-Men storyline. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. There was an actual issue of X-Men. There's a whole thing. It's from Where it's it- from the ultimate universe. Okay. Okay. It was ultimate nightmare is the storyline. Okay. It's a really cool storyline, but there's this whole like secret base at Tunguska and uh-huh. all kinds of stuff like that. And Jean Grey is like going through her stuff and this like this device that they find at whatever. But there was like time travel in it and all kinds of stuff. I think King the Conqueror like had something to do with it or something or other. I don't that's what I was gonna try to look up, but I'd rather sound stupid than trying to like figure <laughs> it out. Because I don't remember the exact specifications, but uh, I, I do know I don't know if they were saying maybe this led to some mutant populations mm-hmm. or what, but it was in the ultimate universe and it was really cool because i I think that that's oh. why i really got interested in tenguska was after i read that storyline years and years and years ago huh. so that yeah my x-men theory that i really thought i was like dude there's a time travel theory and so that's <laughs> what i'm saying i think i merged that with the uh the nuclear bomb testing yeah sending well, it back in time so. it's it's not as it's almost on par with this next one the gods intervene Ooh, i really like this theory now uh well, you're gonna you're gonna say because I was like, is it the native gods or the Russian gods, which is Jesus? It's the native gods. So Agda, god of thunder. The following eyewitness account and the huge quote unquote around eyewitness account of this event was reported by an Invinki woman by the name of Akulina, who lived only twenty miles from the epicenter of the event. A mighty wind flattened our tent. It's a good movie. Okay. <laughs> we wow, he threw me off. <laughs> a mighty wind yeah. flattened our tents. It's a good movie. While we had been sleeping, a brilliant outburst of light blinded us. The wind was breaking trees like they were sticks as a rising whirlwind whirlwind lifted us off the ground. I lost consciousness. 
She would later wake to find that her husband had been lifted and slammed into one of the nearby trees about 130 feet away from where they'd been camping. Wow. He would die a few hours later from fractures, shock, and blood loss. That's bad. She was also quoted as saying, our reindeer vanished and were never found. The the shamans of the Evenki tribe, who lived in the area for thousands of years, know the event to be caused by Agda, the god of thunder. It is believed that the god was dissatisfied by the tribe's disputes and sent demons with shining eyes and firing tails to punish those who had disobeyed them. That's frightening. This explanation is harder to take serious, but is worth noting that immediately (laughs) after the event, the area was declared sacred and forbidden by the tribe. The tribe was reportedly expelled and killed thousands of Soviet scientists during expeditions that ventured into the area decades later. What? About 3,000 tribesmen still inhabit this area, and it's still considered sacred. Oh, wow. So we can't go visit it? We cannot go near it. They will kill you. Well, it's time to get a helicopter, y'all. They'll kill that, too. So part of the theory uh, of that theory that I heard Mm -hmm. uh, was that there was a shaman who invoked that god. I did see that about the invocation. Yeah. uh, The invocation. But I guess I accidentally accidentally (laughs) admitted it. My bad. Oh, no, no, no. I just I thought it was really interesting because yeah. uh, there was like a recording of the actual invocation. What? And it was it was kind of beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I I did I did I think I heard the same recording. Hey, if we find that, can we post that? Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll put it in, uh, on the Patreon. Absolutely. Oh, I was gonna let normal people hear it, but okay. You don't know no, normal people. Nope. Actually, everybody's normal. Don't listen to Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be on our Patreon uh, for those patrons. Now this one. Uh, this is my second to last theory that I found. This one's about a UFO explosion. Yeah, this is what I've been waiting for. This is the one, the first one <laughs> I ever heard. You're going to be disappointed. Aww. <laughs> In 1956, Russian sci-fi writer Uh-oh. Alexander Kavinsky published a short novel by the name of The Explosion. According to the story, the event was caused by a massive nuclear explosion of a UFO. In 1945, 11 years before publishing the story, he visited the ruins of Hiroshima. Near the epicenter of the explosion, he noticed that trees were still standing with no branches and were withered, but the outside of the epicenter was flattened. Six years later, he would visit the site of Tunguska and notice the similarities of the event and concluded that the events had to have been caused by a massive nuclear-type explosion. So from this, he created his theory and also his short stories, that a UFO had exploded over Russia and caused this. Well, I mean, it had to be, uh, you know, I mean, like, this is why I believe it, though, because he's he's right. I mean, it it really, there's still radiation. I mean, that's nuclear. I mean, it's not super high radiation. It's not like a Chernobyl or anything like that. Like, people, people can still live in that area. Well, yeah, uh, apparently. Um, but still, like, you know, it just... I, I don't know. It's just so unique mm-hmm. and it's so interesting. I mean, gosh, an explosion that large, it, it almost is like a UFO that has yeah, got some sort of power that we're not familiar with and, and it explodes, oh, you yeah. know, the way that it acted so different than anything else. I just don't know. You guys ready for the final theory? Uh, real quick. I want to say my final theory, which is they got too close to Santa's workshop in the North pole. <laughs> he said, nah, Yep, he said, y'all need to stay away. Y'all too close. This is naughty. Have y'all seen the Christmas Chronicles yet? No. On Netflix? 
watch it. It's it's great. It's so fun. <laughs> I did just watch Santa Claus the movie though last night. I love that movie so I do much. Too. It's so good. It's got Dudley Moore in it and it's awesome. The new um Sabrina uh Christmas or Yule episode is out. Ooh, it's, gonna have to watch it's that tonight. It's really good. It's really good. Uh what is Sabrina? Uh, the Chilling Tales just, of Sabrina? I'm He's kidding. Oh, okay. We've I do know this it. one. Okay. <laughs> you should watch it, though. It's good. I was like, I'm pretty sure we had a conversation about <laughs> we this. We did. We did. We okay. did. Oh, yeah. I finally watched The Witch. That was really good. good. Yeah. The Witch yeah. is good. Uh, anyways, uh, last theory. Last now, theory. I've dropped my Santa Claus and time travel once. The last theory of the Tunguska then is <clears throat> Tesla did it. Yes. Yeah. I love Nikolai <laughs> Tesla. Yes. God, could you imagine, before you get into this theory, can you imagine how cool this world would be if Tesla was the one that got more popular than uh, than Edison? You mean if he hadn't gotten suicided by the <laughs> dark governments? Yes. <laughs> like, his theories were so much cooler. Like, he essentially is is the reason. I mean, we could have, like, he was already working on ways to power things through mm-hmm. the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and through the air. That, that's what this has a lot to do with. Like, and, uh, you know, but Edison was so popular, a lot of it got shut down because they already got things going with it. God, I always like, get it backwards. Which one of them stole from the other one? Edison stole from Oh, Tesla. Edison stole okay. from Tesla. Okay. Tesla was the true genius. Okay. I mean, Edison was still a genius. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Here's essentially what ended up happening mm-hmm. with Tesla and Edison is Tesla was a lot of theory, mm-hmm. but it was working. Mm-hmm. But in order for him to continue to do it, he needed money. He needed backing. Yeah, he yeah. could not get the money. He could for a while, but after he wasn't bringing the results that were as profitable as J.P. Morgan wanted, mm-hmm. he stopped funding Tesla and started funding Edison. Oh. Because Edison was able to be like, look, I made a light bulb. You can plug it in here. Mm-hmm. We can charge people for this. And J.P. Morgan's like, yeah. Okay. Ooh, money? Yes. Please. Yeah, definitely. Edison was more of a business scientist money in a sense, yeah. whereas Tesla was a true scientist. Well, I mean, without like, either one, we'd be in darkness right now. We'd be able to do this. For sure. But man, Tesla's, Capitalism, though. Tesla's yeah. theories, had he been funded, mm-hmm. I mean, we could have had Wi-Fi way long before. Yeah, he was already working on it in like yeah. 1907. He was mm-hmm. already messing with Wi-Fi and was able to send, uh, send, actually send images to Navy ships out at sea. What? With, yeah. with like wireless okay, power. Okay, I've got me some Googling to yeah, do. Yeah, <laughs> Tesla is absolutely amazing. And you Tesla will, coils are just cool. Yeah. You will go in. You will go into a rabbit hole that you are like, I wish I'd oh, yeah. this rabbit hole already. We could do a whole episode on Tesla and theories surrounding <laughs> Tesla too. Dude, like he's insane. got some, some spooky stuff. So this theory is very fascinating to me for many reasons, but mainly because of the secrecy behind the man that is Nikola Tesla. We all know Tesla was experimenting with wireless communication and energy during this time. In 1908, Tesla wireless transmission experiments may have been very well what caused the explosion. Now, to help back up the claims that he was indeed messing with this technology, you can find many articles in the New York Times dating from 1907 to 1915 of these different experiments he was doing. Some articles state that Tesla was creating a remote transmission system as a way to send boats and even aircraft to U.S. Navy without the need of a pilot or a captain. So we're talking about pilotless vehicles already. Like already back then. Already. Already back then. That man was an alien. He might have been. He <laughs> might have I mean, been. that's probably why Musk called his stuff Tesla. Mm-hmm. So. The first step, though, was building the first Tesla tower. He might have been an alien. (laughs) No, no. I said that man was an alien. Regardless, it took me a second and got me. 
See, that, that just shows like how in deep we are on this stuff because you said it and I was like, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah I know. Just kept going. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> now, for him to build the first Tesla tower, he would need about $100,000 and he was able to get it the first time <clears throat> and he built the first one perfect. But in order to transmit what he needed to transmit, he needed to build a second one mm. on the other side of the ocean. He could send the energy even over the air or through the ground. In order to fund his experiments with wireless communication and energy, he sought another loan from J.P. Morgan. Morgan had already heavily invested in Tesla's experiments, and they had not paid off as he'd hoped. Tesla snapped. For weeks, he set off a display of raw power from the tower. More and more. He could be heard yelling and screaming, more power, laughing and crackling, getting more and more and more and more power. And then finally, the current shot into the earth and popped out at the other end of the world in a remote place called Tunguska. No way. The beam of power raged out of the earth, causing a massive blast, which would flatten trees and create a light show like no one had ever seen before. And that is the final theory. Man. That's my favorite theory. <laughs> I love Tesla, man. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's a good theory. Yeah, I like it a lot. And it, it sounds to me like he is Dr. Frankenstein, like more power or um, like in uh, D&D, like mages and wizards, they always yeah. build like towers and that's like where they... If, do all of their well, he was already crazy. Stuff. Like Tesla was that one of those dudes that said he only slept like two hours a night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he was that guy because me in college. <laughs> no, but he chose and did that special sleep routine yeah. as a way to produce more, be yeah. more productive. Yeah. And if you look into the history of Tesla, you'll notice that after this like dated event of the lightning mm-hmm. shooting out of the earth, if indeed this theory is correct, you'll notice that after this time, a lot of his work was starting to get seized by the U.S. government. Uh-huh. Until eventually he would just die penniless and lonely in an apartment all by himself. Sad how that happens. Yeah. Hmm. Unless you're a butt kisser like Edison. And Tesla actually worked for Edison for a while. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. So, <sighs> final thoughts. Final thoughts. Man, uh, I really like the Tesla theory. Uh, my favorite one is the um, black hole theory, but that's just because it's fun. Um, but uh, <laughs> Kelly won me with no exit wound. And um, Earth pimples. Earth, Earth pimples, pimples yeah. yeah. But yeah, man, t- Tesla is such a... It's such an... It's, it's interesting to think that after all these years, we still don't have a definite answer for mm-hmm. this event. Um, but I love the Tesla theory just because I love Tesla and there's mm-hmm. so much conspiracy surrounding Tesla. Oh yeah. I feel like the ones that have the most potential to be true are the comet or Tesla, but you know, every time that you described it, it made me think of the Bible, Revelation. like how angels are described. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not that that is the answer, but I just am interested that no one has put those two together. Yeah, it's interesting because especially if you talk about um, the sky splitting open, that's a very religious, iconic Mm -hmm. symbol. And such a a bright light that you Mm -hmm. couldn't see it, and it made you, quote-unquote, sore afraid. (laughs) Sore afraid. Hmm. But yeah, I, Hmm. I, I definitely... I, I definitely think we have not seen the answers. I hope it was a UFO thing. 
Um, just because I like you. <laughs> I think NASA is the one who was saying that it was it was most likely comet, right? Yeah. And what if now? Hmm? What if there was a UFO flying over? And Tesla's shit oh. shot up and exploded <laughs> this motherfucking UFO, right? And it landed and created a crater, which created a lake. Boom. I forgot we could say bad words. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to watch my mouth this whole time and I forgot we could say bad words. <laughs> <laughs> that was brought to you by Kelly. That is amazing. <laughs> oh, I forgot we could say Sorry. bad words. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, so I just tied them all together. <laughs> And Santa's there. I like it. My my final thought. And Tesla on it, was there watching. I think I want the Tesla theory to be real. Mm-hmm. I yeah. want that to be what caused it. But the well, Brad, we're bringing on Nikolai Tesla. <laughs> uh, hey guys, I need about a hundred thousand dollars to do this experiment. All right, man, I got it. Uh, I think it was a comment. I believe it was a comment that was near that into the atmosphere and exploded and causes because we had a similar mm-hmm. event and what was it? Uh, 2020 or 2007 we had a similar event over russia where a meteorite oh i remember exploded that exploded over I mm-hmm. it was really small though <clears throat> it was it was small compared to this there's one. a video you can <clears throat> see the uh the shockwave of it could be felt for like hundreds of miles oh wow okay so yeah there's okay. a guy that was driving and caught it like, it's, it's really, really cool wow. i'll yeah. show you a video that's interesting I didn't actually just show her the video, so if anybody was like, oh. wondering, she's just like, oh, that's interesting. I haven't <laughs> no, shown it to her yet. It just is an interesting yeah. theory. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Tunguska, and I don't even think that we barely touched the surface on all the things that are out there about yeah. Tunguska. Yeah. It's not that we didn't touch the surface. It's just there's not much surface to touch because it's such an unknown event. It's yeah. so old, and it's all eyewitness accounts, and nobody did any kind of scientific experiment, experiments until 20 years later. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where we're... Never well, like you said, now know. it's sacred land, so it's probably mm-hmm. difficult to get on there. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's it's easier to get on there now because oh, I'm sure you know you got to monetize that shit, son. So I'm <laughs> sure the tribesmen have monetized it. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Hashtag Come on over. capitalism. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> uh, But let's get moving on. So that was Tunguska, mm-hmm. uh, the explosion there. Uh, nice work, Brad. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, yeah. So uh, will, you, will you tell my mom you're proud of it? <laughs> like your mom or my mom? Anybody's mom, really. I mean, I'd like to tell your mom. Anyone's mom out there, can you please tell Brad that you're proud of him? Thank you. Especially please. his mom. He yeah. needs to hear it. Oh, she, she tells me all the time, but you know, I like it here over podcast. All right. Stefan, don't cry. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's talk about paranormal stories. So uh, before we get into uh, the end of the podcast here uh, and talk about all our stuff, Kelly, why don't you tell them about the scary, spooky stories they can send in? Uh, We want them. Please uh, send us your scary, spooky, ghost, alien, abduction, any kind of creepy kind of story that you think that we would like. We really want to hear about it. If you married a ghost pirate, we want to know. Especially if you married a ghost. Specifically if you married a ghost. (laughs) Hell, if you just got it freaky on with a ghost, we want to know. Please. Details. We, We need to know. Uh, you can send that to us via email. You can make a voice recording if you want to hear your own voice, tell your own story. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, so the email to send that to is fearscapepodcast at gmail.com. 
And uh, make sure that you stick around to the end of this so that you hear our new listener story by Lindsay Behe today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, if if, if your file gets too big or anything like that, just let us know. We can set up a Google Doc or uh, Google Drive, whatever we can to share that and get that because we want your story. Just make sure that Uh you give us permission to to use that as well. Yes, please. If not, I will be asking for permission. Uh, and so we've got the Patreon. We talked about the Patreon. Uh, you heard our little advertisement. Mm -hmm. Um, but we would very much love for you guys to support us and become a patron. Even a dollar a month really helps us give Kelly gas, uh, (laughs) to get here, to get us cookies, uh, as well as to help us do some research into places maybe that we have less access to, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as well as reaching out to people and, and just doing so much more than what we can do now. Uh, your patronage really, really helps us do that. This is not free to make. Uh, and um, we we appreciate all of the patrons that we have. And uh, like I said, you can donate as little as a dollar a month or $500 a month. It's up to you. We have some really cool uh, rewards that are there. Uh, special things. Like you said, we're going to uh, put up uh, some special things uh, on Patreon only. The recording. I heard it's special. About. It is special. Uh, we're going to put up the recording. There's already stuff that's up there uh, from past episodes that only patrons have access to see. So please go ahead and check that out. That's patreon.com slash pod. And then don't forget to check us out on our social medias. So on Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash pod. And then on Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at pod. And if y'all want to get a little more intimate and close with us, you can find me on the Twitters and the Instas at Bzilla underscore comedy. I'm actually doing okay at the Twitter. It's kind of fun. Good. I told you you'd like it, man. <laughs> yeah. Until somebody yelled at me, and then I deleted it again. Yeah. Well, that's. I fun. got it back. That's fun. That's uh, just Twitter. That's the internet. That's, for just, you. that's just the internet. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun when you get a celebrity that retweets you or things like ENC that. EMC pot of awesome retweeted I had, me. I had Adam. Uh, uh, from Adam ruins everything. He retweeted me uh, because I made my Animal Crossing's character look exactly like him, <laughs> and so I tagged him in it. Uh, but anyways, if you want to reach out to me, if you're also Adam, uh, Adam Conover, <laughs> you can uh, find me at Improv Is Law. That's Improv Is Law. That's on Instagram and Twitter. And I am on Instagram as Ghostface Kelly and Twitter as a young. Ghost. Because somebody took ghost face. Yeah. That was Uh, really rude. And finally, check out my pets. They have their own Instagram. (sighs) Are your pets pets. on the podcast? (laughs) They are they will be. Okay. Uh, but that's star underscore pets. Or no shit. Star underscore (laughs) star Star underscore shit pets. Shut up. Star (laughs) underscore wars underscore pets. Uh and you can check out my uh my pets. I've got four different Star Wars animals. Uh anyways, other than that, we are on the DNN, the Destination Nation Network. So we always got to give a shameless plug to them. There are other great shows on there. Kill Screen Cinema is really fantastic. Sweet Takes. There's a ton of really great uh, video destruct, all kinds of stuff. Um, And of course, we have Unhappy Campers, which is our sister podcast because I host it um, with my friend Ben. (laughs) We we cover horror movies. We just did Silent Night, Deadly Night, which is a great Christmas horror. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, go ahead and check that out. Uh, All of these can be found at DestinationComics.com slash DNN. 
Uh, and other than that, you guys ready to get into this listener story? Yes. I absolutely am pulling so it up ready. now. So this listener story comes from a listener uh, named Lindsay Behe, who I really love. She I've had a great conversation with her. And uh, not only is she super cool, but she's also an author. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, a really good one. Yeah. Uh, and you have to check out her books. Um, you can find out both of her books are on Amazon.com slash author slash Lindsay Behe. And that's L-I-N-D. D-S-E-Y-B-E-H-E-E and we will be sharing this link. Uh, Both of those are available in paperback, Kindle, and on Kindle Unlimited. Uh, But the cool thing is, for the paranormalish, she highly recommends the paperback because there's a bonus story that only comes in paperback form, <gasps> not in digital. I love bonus. So check that out. <laughs> or you can check out our Facebook at facebook.com slash Lindsay Behe writer. So we're going to go ahead and uh, she actually sent in a recording. Mm-hmm. So we actually get to hear her voice. So this is Lindsay Behe and this is her recording of her story. Hi, I'm Lindsay Behe. I just wanted to share a couple of my paranormal experiences with you guys. Uh, It's kind of hard to think of them when someone's asking you to tell them, but I decided on three pretty short ones that are probably the most prominent in my mind, Uh, starting with the very first time I saw a ghost. I was pretty young. I don't remember how old I was. If I had to guess, I would say probably around 10, definitely elementary school aged. And I just woke up in the middle of the night, and there was a silhouette sitting at the foot of my bed. And I felt like it was looking at me. And at first, I just thought it was like my memo or something, because the way the silhouette was, the hair, it made me think of that really popular style with older women, where it's kind of short. And um, now I wonder if maybe it was a bun or something. But then it hit me that my memo was not in town visiting, and so would not be sitting on the foot of my bed watching me sleep. I don't think she would do that anyways, but definitely not that night. And so I hid under the blankets, like, begging, please just let me fall back asleep. And uh, the next one would probably be when I was in college. I went to Eastern Kentucky University. My friend and I had a dorm room at the end of a hallway, and we always had weird experiences there. Um, She had a shoe disappear that we never found, even when we moved out. We never found it. Uh, We would have random scratches on us, nothing really alarming, but usually they were pretty similar and we would get them the same night. And one day I was doing homework and my closet just like slid shut. And like I said, we were at the end of a hallway, so there was not a room bordering that wall that could have shook it or I heard a closet in another room, nothing like that. It was 100% my closet door shut. And um, even the bathroom on our floor gave us, like, a really eerie feeling all the time. Nothing happened for the longest time in there, but we just always felt like this bathroom's haunted. And uh, one day, on my way back, I had left class because a classmate from high school had just passed away. And on my way back to my room, I stopped into the bathroom to get some tissue. And when I stepped out of the stall... I just felt this pressure around me, and I couldn't see the sinks and mirrors or anything. I could only see a photograph of this girl who had just passed away. And I told them out loud, no, no, leave me alone. I need to deal with this on my own. I don't need your help. Because for some reason, I just felt like they were trying to comfort me or something. I don't know. But it went away, and I could see the bathroom again, and stuff stopped happening for me there. 
and actually stopped happening for me for a very long time. And probably the one that gives me the chills the most, even though it was a solo incident, nothing ever happened again, thankfully. But um, a couple of years ago, my now seven-year-old daughter was probably around three, and we were getting ready to go grocery shopping, and she was just standing in my bathroom playing around like kids do. And I said, okay, it's time to go now. And she waved at my mirror and said, bye, ghost. And now at the time, she was really into shows like Courage the Cowardly Dog, Scooby-Doo, things like that. So it wasn't completely out of character for her to mention a ghost or something. But so because of my experiences, I got curious and I decided to ask her, well, what does this ghost look like? Expecting for her to describe something from one of these TV shows. And she just got really serious, looked in the mirror, and you can just see her thinking... And she just drew her finger across her throat and said, scratches. And that was the end of that. And I rushed us out of the house after that, and she never mentioned it again. I sometimes want to ask her if she remembers it, but I'm too scared to. And I don't want to scare her. But um, I have actually discussed things like this and even some crazy dreams that I've had in a book of short stories that I wrote called uh it's called paranormalish a collection of writings and you can find that on amazon um some of the stories are made up but some of them are true like what you heard on here that last one gets me mommy scratches Mm. i have so many things to say but (laughs) <laughs> but here, okay, so Lindsay is a friend of mine and her children are wonderful. Um, there are there are a lot of stories that she has told about her mm-hmm. children or her own personal experiences, but I don't want to say them because they are in her book. Yeah. And they are so creepy. You know how like when you see things and they give you cold chills, but like when you read them, it's not that bad? Mm-hmm. No. Gives me cold chills every yeah, time. Absolutely, I think about. Uh, get 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 paranormal. Oh yeah, uh, check out her writings yeah. and uh, Lindsay. If you ever have any other stories that you would like to test out with us, we would love them. <laughs> uh, so please send us more. Um, we love your voice too; it's really great. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's been Fearscape, y'all. <laughs> Ooh, this episode, I need a detox. Yeah. It was uh, an explosive episode. <laughs> ha. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We will catch you on the next one. And uh, other than that, this has been Stefan. Catch you on the flip side. This is Kelly. Stay spooky. And Brad, as always, make sure you hold those blankies extra tight. I'm so glad you were able to join us for that horrifying discussion. I hope they didn't frighten you. Too much. (laughs) Tune in next week for even more research into the nightmarish and haunting creeps and spooks that we tell ourselves don't exist, but we know they do. Make sure you have your blankets that you hold them extra tight. Next time on Fearscape. (laughs) Ha 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 ha